Welcome back to the Barrel Talk Podcast, episode 73. I'm Joe and Nick Gwynn. Isaac Stolmeyer, how are we doing? We're doing great. That, yeah. Oh, I'm fantastic. The NBA playoffs. Great. Wow. Yeah. First round was mid until First the round. past three days. Yeah, but it's really heating up. First round was mid until the past it, three it, days. It's heating up. I would not call it mid, man. I had a great time. Of course you have. Yeah. You did too, bud. Chilling. Oh, um, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Scary at the start. Scary at the start a little bit. Oh First God. two games were a little wicked. You were a little scary. Almost, almost, almost landed. Game one was when you see Kawhi Leonard out there, you know, going to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter now. That's not because it looks now. like about how much time is left in that game. Recording this in the middle of the at the end of the Suns Clippers game, you guys are up 15, eight minutes to go. You guys pretty much close this one out. Yeah, one in five. That's easy. And then Denver also winning in five. So that's mm-hmm. the only second okay. round matchup that's really solidified. But before yeah. we get into that, we can kind of talk about the narrative in these playoffs so far and with injuries. We can talk about the Clippers first, but pretty much every team has some sort of injury for the most part. Mm-hmm. But the Clippers, Paul George hasn't played at all in the playoffs, and the Kawhi Leonard getting hurt after game three. After we game did, two. After he game didn't play two. game three. He, he didn't play game three. Yeah. What do you guys think about it? Because there hasn't really been much news disclosed like about the Kawhi Leonard injury. It's more so he dropped 40 in game one. All of a sudden, he was hurt in game one. Plays through it in game two. And then all of a sudden, he's out for the rest of the playoffs pretty much. And then we know about the Paul George injury. It looks like it just, they're just calling it a sprained right knee. So... He probably stretched geez that white. Um he probably stretched out a ligament or something. They didn't he didn't tear it, maybe even multiple, but it doesn't seem good. Like this stuff keep this isn't this is unrelated to his ACL injury. Which mm-hmm. honestly to me seemed same bad. leg. Same knee though. Same, same knee. knee. Okay. Unrelated. Yeah, I didn't see it was unrelated. Because it's like that's means like, oh, there's there's new problems. You'd you'd hope it was just like the ACL, just like, oh, it just needs work, it's fine. But like the fact that they're just calling it a knee sprain tells me that they don't want people to know, you know, and he's a private guy, so of course that's how he's gonna play it. But I'd be worried if I were a Clippers fan or someone who cared about the Clippers because this Especially with his quad injury and that being a degenerative thing Jesus, too, dude. that I do not think Kawhi Leonard will have much of a future, which stinks because he's so talented when he's on the floor. I mean, look, he dropped forty points, what forty three or something like that. Oh yeah, he just straight up won him the game. Yeah, man, it was ridiculous. He uh, yeah, I'm all sort of gross. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's a top ten player, unquestionably, but mm-hmm. he's just not, and I don't know if he ever will be i think it's, it's a good thing that, that he's that like though. still like with the team even like traveling to phoenix like on the bench because if it was a lot worse i feel like he wouldn't be traveling yeah that's true like obviously he wasn't able to come back and play but he was just support for his guys because i'm pretty sure he when he got hurt uh two years ago against the jazz i'm pretty sure he wasn't even traveling with the team at that point 
Really? Like I said, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But that was worse no than what it's what it's looking like yeah. he's going through now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Like they would they would call it what it is if it was if it was worse or if it had a name. Seems like because they didn't say anything about the partially torn ACL when it happened in Utah. I'm pretty sure the series was well over with before like news actually came out about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Quinn Leonard and his camp always play stuff very close to their chest, which that's honestly a smart way to do it. And ever how yeah should they're they're people too. They have their own you know privacy rights. But I I just I really worry about his injuries. Like these do not seem like acute injuries. Like you know someone just keeps like someone rolled into his leg and a bone broke. You know that's something that. Or yeah, the MB stuff with his about. eye socket. Yeah, exactly. That like kind freak of stuff. Or, or it's like more his, so like consistent knee shit. Yeah, but no, this is these are chronic injuries built up over time and overuse. And this is keep in mind also, Wyland was a four year guy in college, so he has he has a he has a lot more minutes on him than meets the eye because you know he played a lot in college too, and and being a defender, he's played some. You know, he plays both ends of the court, too. A lot of guys will take off ends of the court. You know, you've heard players, even LeBron James has talked about it, taking possessions off on defense. Luka Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic does it, yeah. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Brutally honest Luka, I love it. But Kawhi Leonard has never been that guy. So when he plays 40 minutes, he's playing 40 tough minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. So... Paul George's injury is a little different. What he what's his his injury was he was getting a rebound and he got the rebound and somebody like landed on the front side of his leg and it bent mm-hmm. backward. Oh, so he hyperextended his knee? Yeah, it was something like I don't know the exact name of it, but it was like a knee hyperextension, something like that. Yeah. He was looking like he was going to come back sometime in round two. Apparently, oh, it's this if was they were ago. if they were able to make it there. Yeah. Oh, this was this was a while ago. I remember this now. Yeah, this it was, was towards like, the like end. Three of the weeks season. left in the season. Yeah, two weeks left. I remember this looked a lot worse. It looked worse. Than. Yeah, yeah. He uh he came it. out about it and said that it was it's a, apparently like they were talking about during the game um a six week injury and he was on week five of it of like the rehab process. So all if the Clippers, yeah, they got to the second round, which would start next week. He would be able to play. See, and that's the, the that's the kind of injury that if Kawhi would have suffered, he wouldn't be worried about. But the fact that this just kind of randomly popped up, you couldn't pinpoint a moment where Kawhi hurt his knee. Like I don't know, maybe someone can, maybe y'all have in game two. It was like, can you if there can be a moment that was pinpointed that was his injury i didn't I've even seen... realize that in the utah series back i, I did see ago. something i did see something on twitter but i couldn't find it for you to be honest yeah and he and the fact that he played through it means that it was one of those things that kind of built up you know after pain, t- pain tolerance yeah his adrenaline wore off so it wasn't it wasn't bad enough to stop him from playing which means that it's not as bad as the utah thing but I just, you know, Kawhi Leonard, and he's he's in his thirties now too, and yeah, I I I don't know if I would trust Kawhi Leonard a whole lot, and that and that that sucks to say because he's just 
you know, just so talented. And you hate to hear that about a person, you know, let alone let alone an NBA player. Like he's a guy person too who doesn't deserve that. But I don't know. As a Clippers fan, this is like tough because if the Clippers were fully healthy, I I think that they were just all around top to bottom the better team compared to Phoenix. And Paul George, you saw in game one with Kawhi Leonard's defense on Durant, you add Paul George to that situation, like with how Westbrook was playing, I think they could have beat Phoenix if they were fully healthy, but that's been this narrative. They can never stay healthy. They always have one of their stars, if not both out uh, come playoff time they said it during the broadcast they've only played 38 games together and they were 24 and like 14 38 games that is insane but they only played 38 games together this season and at this point because in my opinion i think if Kawhi leonard doesn't get hurt two years ago against utah i think that's they win it this year that year i think that was their best year to win it good squad because they would have played Phoenix in that conference finals, and if they were fully healthy, that would have been a tough matchup for Phoenix. But uh, it just sucks. And the other injuries are like in the playoffs: John Morant with the hand every hand injury and everything else. I mean, yeah. he's still playing through it, and it just—I just think Memphis, because we can kind of stumble into the teams that are up three-one, because there's three of them. Was for I do want to I do want to say something about Kawhi real quick. Go ahead. If you want to say it on like you want to look at it on a positive note, I really I hope he I, for the for the record though I hope he turns around. I hope yeah yeah of course a, a million yeah. more years you know yeah just, you know, I hope that. You know. And if if I can give something to Kawhi, give it a little bit of a positive note to the um sitting every two days. What is it called? Eight, the management load time management load management. Oh yeah. yeah! If there's one guy who can load manage, it's Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, I don't know. Once he gets a little bit older, because what you said he's in his what low thirties, low to mid thirties. I think so, right? I don't know. I think he could still, like you said, you were a little bit questionable about his future. I wouldn't be questionable about his future, to be honest. I think he's, he's gonna. He's because, like he's, you said, when he's on the court, he can fucking. He's a top ten guy still. Yeah, but people were having questions about season. Kawhi Leonard this year already, and it he kind of put those shit to bed in like game yeah. one and game two. I mean, I don't think he's ever gonna it, be a 65 game a year no. guy again. A but lot I mean, of the if, guys if he's giving you 50 are. games. Yeah. I think that's true. You know, and you just gotta hope. I mean, if you play your cards right, you just gotta someone just has to learn. I mean, the Clippers just have to learn a way to get it so he is healthy come playoff time. And that yeah, he can play all those games. If you if there's a way that you can figure out a load management so that he you can ramp it up towards playoff time or just give him more time off just before it, I don't know. But like when you shit, we're, we've been at it for three years, guys. Let's fucking let's figure it out. Yeah. Now. yeah. It, 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 I think you learn your lesson at some point. Hmm. Kind of touching on the load management uh shit you just brought up. Um Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy said something super interesting when he was doing the Kings Warriors game a couple days ago that like I really thought about heavily. It was um was this before talking... or after his 15 minute hate rant about Embiid? Oh, I don't know. Probably before. He he yeah, because the dude just doesn't he hates Embiid so much. But continue, sorry. Um so Sacramento Kings, super young team, and they were talking about the injuries that the Kings have dealt with throughout the entirety of the season 
Obviously, they're young. The oldest player that's playing is Harrison Barnes. Everybody else is 26 and under. But he's brought up the point of how load management doesn't work as well as people think it does with all the people that have load managed, LeBron, AD, Kawhi, PG somewhat. They don't, it doesn't work because when they load manage, they still come back and then they will get hurt again with a knickknack injury. His point being was Sacramento Kings, when you're looking at their team, they haven't had many injuries all year, knickknack ones at all. Because why? Because he said that they're well conditioned to play NBA basketball, not load managing for two to three weeks at a time and then coming in trying to play 40 minutes. You're obviously going to get hurt when you're not used to playing that kind of basketball and you're not conditioned to play that kind of basketball. I thought that was just super interesting of like, because even when LeBron load managed, he came back, got hurt right, right over again with the ankle shit. And then he was out for another three weeks. So the load management thing, yes, it does work. It does have a place in the game. I do feel like, cause I do think 82 games is a lot, but I don't think guys should be load managing fresh out the gate no. like some of them do. I think no. it's yeah. stupid. There's no it, reason Kawhi should have been sitting for like the third game of the season. No, there, there's no right. reason for it. I understand the back half towards the end of the playoffs. Yes. Before you get into the playoffs, like the last 10 to five games, when you already have your seating. That's why a lot of the teams that Lakers, Clippers, Warriors were that low. Uh, not the Warriors, I'll take the Warriors out, but Lakers and Clippers mainly due to the injuries of why their records were the way they were is because of load managing earlier in the season. I think load managing earlier in the season is doing nothing but making your superstars have to work harder in the back half of the season because you're losing these early on games. So you're going to mm-hmm. be climbing an uphill battle trying to get out of the plan from mm-hmm. load management. I just thought that was super interesting what he said, and he's right on a point because I've played in college basketball like it does make sense of your conditioning oh, yeah, being everything to keep you healthy and i just feel like a lot of these guys that are load managing aren't really fully ready to play it's not the injuries it's more so the conditioning and they're going out there and getting hurt over again because they're not conditioned to playing nba basketball and the only way to get in basketball shape is to play basketball there's no amount of running that this you can true. do and it just goes with any sport like you can't get in game shape by just running on a treadmill during sprints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I agree. I just, you got to figure out. Oh, fuck yeah. it. So what, what's the solution? I don't, I, it's tough. Cause like, the, the only really thing is. I've seen the, is this, uh, shortening the season, but that messes up everything. A, I don't, th- I don't know. It would just mess I, up like the records. And I just don't think they would go that route. I don't think they would do that. No. To be honest. They would. I also, that. I think it's the timing of the load managing. I think that could be done better. I think I understand it more resting. If you're already a playoff team, nobody's going to scrutinize you for resting your guys before playoffs, especially if you're like seeding doesn't even matter at this point. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, if if you can't play back to back games in the first two weeks of playoff or first two weeks of the season, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. Unless you're coming into the season. Still rehabbing an injury? Yes, unless yes, unless you're literally still rehabbing an injury. If you're coming off a fresh off off season, that's a, like that's a problem. Yes, like you have something wrong that you need to figure out. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take. I think that should be done better. I don't think load managing would be looked on looked as frowned upon if it was more so towards the back half of an NBA season. But mm-hmm. there's no reason why I should see somebody load managing a game in early December just because it's December. Oh, this game doesn't matter, but it ends up mattering 
because all these teams are fucking stuck in the plan because of load mm-hmm. managing. Maybe if your asses were playing these games early on in the season, you wouldn't have to climb an uphill battle to just get out of the fucking plan. Yes. But that's yes. just my stance on it. Cause I, it, it started that up when I heard him talk about the conditioning part of it. No, you're Man. absolutely right. And he is too. And like you said, it's, you know, one it's the best way to get into shape is to actually do the activity. You know, it's, the theory of specialization it's at the same time though i think a answer would be and this is an unpopular one but a minute restriction you know watches minutes throughout the season so maybe uh you know maybe have them start the game and then not play a whole lot first half if it's you know start the second half that but that's that's difficult to manage and honestly regardless of where he is Kawhi's future will that will be an obstacle you have to deal with the injuries and that's mm-hmm. and I don't hate that I don't hate the minutes restriction it, thing no if they can figure it, out a way to do it, it if he's just on the perfect, court then. more so than he's not yeah. I'm fine with it he shouldn't be playing more than 40 minutes a night unless it's no. the playoffs because like then, but then you get to like stupid things like um fucking is it Tom Thibodeau the coach of the Knicks yep yeah like playing Julius Randle like those stupid yeah. ass minutes when they were up oh, 20 when or something. Undercut. Yeah, like mm-hmm. then we no. if we get to that point, then we really have to be be yeah. getting on these coaches' asses for when they're playing people. And Tom it's like, it's no longer a player it. and it's no longer a player's decision. Like I don't Julius Randall wanted to play. I don't give a fuck. No. I'm a fucking Mike coach. Sit on the bench. Of it too. He uh he'll he'll put Jokic in a lot and uh Whenever he's whenever he's close to triple double and Jokic won't won't have it, he'll, yeah. he'll intentionally foul, so he'll get he'll like foul out. He said he got mad about it one time in a post game, and they were like, "Jokic, you know you were up twenty something. Why did you come in in the fourth? And he's like, "That's a question for coach." And he like walked off, but like yeah. Mike Malone's Mike, he puts his guys in too, and it it's not good for the, them. It's not very good for the game, and uh. uh. So, I, 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 don't just, know. I just feel bad for the Clippers, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. They're, they're for cursed. Sure. That whole franchise is just so cursed. For sure. Just in the overarching, the NBA just has to make a decision. They're going to have to make some tough decisions to I don't know, figure one out more, these problems that we're having. One more thing on the Julius Randle thing, because I was watching it live when it happened before we get into the, the Jimmy Butler shit. Um, I was watching it live, and I think Reggie Miller was on the call, and it was game two. I want to say I'm pretty sure it was game two because Cleveland won. I'm pretty sure um, both teams had all stars out and Cleveland was up a convincing like 12 points with like minute 20 minute 15 left to go. And Julius Randle gets and they were talking on the broadcast. Why are these guys still out here? They don't want to risk a freak injury. And then dead ass like in that same sentence, Julius Randle gets a steal fast break. Jared Allen tries to make a basketball play to try to get a block undercuts Julius Randle. Julius Randle takes a scary fall. Luckily, nothing bad happened from it. Mm-hmm. But Tom Thibodeau has been known to like play his guys a yeah. lot of fucking Wasn't minutes. he the coach of Derrick Rose? Yeah. Yep. When Derrick uh... Rose was in the game on that, when the game was won. But yeah. he, neither here or there. Um, yeah. Jimmy Butler. We can get on to it. We might. We just might Jimmy. not know ball. I Man, mean, you... who would have thought Miami's up 3-1 against Milwaukee? Okay, that injury doesn't I happen. I did say Jimmy Butler was him. 
I don't uh, know. I, this I might be the most impressive individual game I've seen in a long time. This is. I, I watched like half of the fourth quarter. I didn't watch the rest of the game to be honest, but because I watched he's the going crazy. I watched the full game and like Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez will all three be on a defensive team this year. But I mean, this is nothing sort of impressive and efficient. Fifty-six points on the best defensive team in the league. Like even with Drew Holiday, no answer for him. Giannis, no answer for him. Brooke Lopez on the backside, rim protection, no answer. Chris Middleton, no answer. He did whatever he wanted to do, no matter who was on him. I've just never seen anything like that. Like from somebody like Jimmy Butler, we know he can turn it on, but this dude was twenty-two in the first quarter, twenty in the fourth quarter, eighth seed against a one seed to go up three-one. I mean, shit. No. Jimmy Butler was absolutely insane. He was 16 of 20 on non three point attempts. Really? Yes. Wow. He, went he was like three for eight, from, eight three. from three. Three for eight from three as well. So, but 19 to 28 overall. So that's absurd. And he had 56 points. 56 points on 28 shots. On the Bucks, and too. On the best, like, you can say the Cavs because they got the numbers and, you know, they got, the, you know, those two, you know, big men down. But Giannis, Drew Holiday, like you said, Corey, Brooke Lopez, he, he is uh, second defensive player of the year. I thought he would, you know, had a legitimate case. And Jimmy Butler does not care for all. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, there's, we're running out of words to describe the, the, the things that Jimmy Butler does in the playoffs. He's beyond clutch. Uh, they need to rename just, the award after him. It's just crazy how much better he gets when the things yeah. matter. Jimmy Butler's the top s- five player in the league come playoff time. Yeah, every it's player insane. has their own special abilities. You know, Steph Curry's got three point shots, and Bill Embiid he flops like no other. You know, yeah. Giannis, you know, he can stretch. But Jimmy Butler has the power of just like caring. Like he just actually is like. All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna care this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try, and it's, he's just just so he just gets anywhere he wants in the court, you know, puts up a shot effortless, eighty percent from the field, non non threes. Like what? It's his movement. Giannis, he's legit. Him and Kawhi Leonard, like they move different. They move alike in a way where you see really no wasted movement. When they are getting to their spots, kind of like Devin Booker in a way as well, like no wasted movement, no matter who's on them, they're going to get to their spots. And I'm like, people were comparing, I saw today, people were comparing it to like, oh, Mitchell scoring uh, 70 and Dames like high scoring this season, like shit like that. But like they needed every point of this 56 to win this game. Because they only won by five. Yes. Look at the box score. Uh, 56 for Butler. Bam had 15. Gabe Benson had 10. Caleb Martin had 12 and didn't only only had like four or five points until like the last, fourth quarter where he hit those big time threes. And then when you're looking at Milwaukee, I don't think even Milwaukee could have played a better game. Giannis coming off the injury, triple double, 26, 10, and 13. Brooke Lopez had 36 and 11. Drew Holiday oh had God. 14, 7, and 4. Chris Milton had 14, 6, and 8. I mean, honestly. Why is Brooke Lopez shooting 23 shots in Giannis? Because he... Because it's Brooke Lopez. That's why. Well, f- from he watching that game, light. he was only, just... Only seven threes. He got the green light. 
He was. The rest he of had no made twos. threes until this game, this series. Really? Yeah, he went four. No seven made threes. Damn. Ooh, that's crazy. And looking at the box score, you're like, well, Jimmy Butler had 56, but Brook Lopez had 36 and 11. Bucks probably won by 12. Nope. But no, it's, and it's no, and it's really like watching this game. It was, I can't really say anything that Milwaukee didn't do. I mean, no, Drew Holiday, like during the stretch, defense. they were making the plays to stay in the game. Giannis had a and one. Drew Holiday had a step back three, matching Jimmy Butler's three, and then Jimmy Butler came down, hit another three on Holiday. Like, I mean, they just got outdueled by Jimmy Butler. They couldn't find a way to stop him, like whatsoever. Yeah, this. This was an example of one of those games, my best player versus your best player, and the Heat's best player won. Are they now like, fuck around and like win the series? They're one game away. Like, we can talk about that later because I want to circle back to which okay. team has the best chance to win after we talk about all the three one series because there's a good chunk of them. Yeah. Because we can get on to Lakers Memphis, which was ended in overtime last night. Yep. Of three one, doesn't ban thirty six. I mean LeBron at twenty two. See, this is why did Dylan Brooks have to say anything? Why did he, he have to say anything? This game, this series is two two. Of Dylan Brooks never says a word to LeBron. That dude is a bomb. Bum. He didn't he's ducking the media availability afterwards? That is just yeah. So he said sad. I'm out after the game. He can't. You can't do that. He broke if, character. If you're gonna. Yeah, you're the villain, man. You, you're not supposed. You can't break character. Yeah, if you're gonna be the villain, be the villain. At least Draymond owns up to it. You know, mm-hmm. Draymond, Draymond will never he, break character. Draymond's the goaded villain. No, Draymond hops on the podcast afterwards and tries to defend himself. You know, and I, honestly, I respect it. He's wrong. Fuck it. Usually, but like I respect it. Fuck it. Like you can't just be like, I'm out. I'm not talking to you. No, that's soft. That's weak. So, Draymond's right. And uh, there was I don't know if y'all saw the player poll. But um, someone, or actually several people, voted the most overrated team to be the Memphis team, or those boys out in Memphis, because um, they the, a lot of players around they just don't like them. They think they're kids. They think they're immature. They think that they're um, what's the term? They they only talk trash while they're ahead. They don't ever mm. talk when they're losing. Which case mm-hmm. in point, you know. That's the that's the worst kind of trash talk. They only talk when they win. You know, at least at least own up to it when you're losing. You know, at least either be sportsmanlike or you know continue to talk smack like Draymond. But a lot of people had the Lakers winning this series, and like I think people are surprised about how I did. It's ending I up. Too. It's ending up up Lakers up three one. I mean. Connor, no, you guys are just no, you guys are fucking stupid for taking the Lakers to beat the Grizzlies. They're beating them with jaw. It's just Memphis is too banged up. No, Stephen Adams and Clark against Anthony Davis, which would mm-hmm. bit have been their jobs. I think Xavier Tillman mm-hmm. has been done. Let's do Anthony well. Davis is a bum. See, the only like he's getting bailed out because of Reeves and D'Lo, but like ah. Uh, they're winning games. I mean, his yeah, they're winning. Him defensively just... is still a oh monster. yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah. just you want more offensively out of Anthony Davis. But I mean, fuck if you have Reeves give you twenty three, D'Lo giving you timely threes down the stretch of that game. I still feel like D'Lo mm-hmm. just be out there sometimes. But well, yeah, I mean, 
When, He's kind of getting Braun bailed out. When will Braun do it? When's he going to pull out the fucking 40-point game out of his bag? He ain't going to need to in this series. Not even – no, 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 yeah, just not even in this series? Just say fuck it and wait no. till round two? No. He's uh, – I just – like I said before, this Memphis team just struggles to fucking score and shoot the ball. The only real shooters on this team is Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard. Everybody else is suspect. And without Steven Adams in the paint defensively, it just sucks, especially when you're going against the Lakers who get downhill and get to the basket consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised of how it's, how they're up 3-1, but also not at the same time for the reasons I just explained, especially with their injuries and everything else, especially Jamis in that game, which they won. That's which the only won. game they won. Yeah, yeah. But Then he dropped I think 45 the, and they lost. Like, yes, I just think the Lakers are just overwhelming them at the moment. It, I, I do uh, think the Brooks shit did have something that does have a little bit to do with that. Be honest. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it. LeBron James. LeBron takes it personal. He gave him tw- 20. He gave him 22, 20, and 7. I am no math. And hit the dagger over him. But Yeah. 20 plus 20 equals 40. And, like, Dylan Brooks isn't even, like, this would be different if it was, like, like, say, for example, like, Clay Thompson and LeBron when they were talking up during the finals a couple years, like, a while way back. Clay Thompson was still getting his. Like, like Clay Thompson was still out here getting 20, 30 points. Like, yeah. I'm looking at Dylan Brooks, 11, 5, and 4. Fucking four for 11, one for seven. They leave him open like he's Draymond Green. So, like, Dylan Brooks isn't backing it up. His time on this Memphis team has to be done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a free so agent this cool. summer, and I don't know where he's going to go. I think Dylan Brooks is still a solid player, but he's not. He definitely isn't what Memphis needs at the moment. But, like, he, he is a big reason why they're in the position they're in. I uh, think it was Doris Burke who reported that Memphis has very little interest in bringing uh, Dylan Brooks back. He will be gone. They, they, they're done with him. They're, they're sick of it. And they're sick of his play. I mean, one for seven from three, four of 11 from the field and a six point loss. Are you kidding me? He just, Boom. he's not him. No, no. He swears to God he's the main character, though. Yeah, no. He his antics. They everyone's pretty much got. If you're gonna talk, you gotta be good, man. You you just gotta be good. Yeah. Or you have to yeah at least back up your talk. Yeah. At least Draymond. He's not even doing that. You know. Like Draymond can go and sit on you. Mm -hmm. Like that's his. That's the way he talks shit. He can go and sit down on defense. I thought I meant literally because he does that too. But the level of. Draymond's defense compared to Dylan Brooks is like otherworldly. Like the gap is insane. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Dylan Brooks is a, Dylan Brooks okay is more of he's a hack. I'm not saying I, like just comparing his defense to like people around the league. I'm not saying these other defenders don't also have their moments where they hack, but Dylan Brooks is only really his defense is getting physical. He doesn't have great foot speed. He's not really that athletic. It's more so his his him just being super physical and pushing you around. But you can't just push around LeBron James. Like that's just not gonna happen. He didn't have a black or a steel. Um remember, I think it was 
not last but a couple months ago i said that draymond would probably not be very good on any other team right and i stand by that but i would take draymond green drafted mm-hmm. to the tanking 76ers over this current version of dylan brooks he is dylan brooks is i do not i, I struggle to see him landing on the nba roster next season yeah, it's gonna be some teams gonna pick him up. Yeah, I think some team might for, but like he'll he'll be a bench player. It'll be I, Philly actually. Oh, God. we already yeah. we already have Prez. Prez is our Dylan Brooks. The only per- team I've heard about is the Rockets because the they Rockets they're need, they're interested they in vets. picking up veteran veteran guys for a lot of the young players they have and shit like that, which makes sense. Yeah, but Dylan Brooks is not the vet he'd bring here. I yeah, I mean, mm, I get yeah, both dude. sides. You 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 want Dylan? You want that guy teaching you? Oh yeah, just tell LeBron he's old and that'll that'll work nah, out for you. He ain't the guy. He ain't the guy. Yeah. No, no, he he's not him. But um, yeah, I Memphis is hurt. I'm not gonna look at Memphis a whole. A lot differently if if they lose oh. the series. I don't honestly, because I always thought much. Memphis was always a piece away, even when they played the Golden played us last year in the second round. I always yeah. think they were a piece away, a big offensive piece away, in my opinion. But yeah, that's my thing on it. But um, Knicks are also up three one on Cleveland. Another kind of surprising yeah, well. thing. I had Cleveland in the conference finals. I had them. Yeah, you did. Box. Yeah, you did. But fuck. I mean, whoops. This is really Julius Randle hasn't even played good. It's just the this is this is the perfect. Series no, Julius Randle has not been playing good. Where depth is everything. Come playoff time, because there's times where your stars don't play as well. Not just saying this about Julius Randle. It happens with every team. Every star mm-hmm. has a bad game come playoff time, but. New York's depth is showing up a lot more than Cleveland's depth. Cleveland is struggling. I think the lights are getting too big for Garland and Mobley. And Donovan Mitchell, he's playing like shit too. Donovan Mitchell hasn't really had the playoff Donovan that we've seen in Utah. Um, I think the Knicks are just being – there's being the more physical team. And you're, they are playing and looking like the better team compared to Cleveland at the moment, in my opinion. I mean, they're up three games to one and. Jalen Brunson has a big part of that. They can't stop him. Knicks to the conference finals? Wow. They're road right now. Wow. With Heat going up 3-1. <laughs> they can beat the Heat. Yeah. I oh, don't yeah. think they can beat the Bucks. They can beat the Heat. No, I don't think they can beat the Bucks either. But they can for sure beat the Heat. Or do we just see another Heat fuck? No. I don't think, I think. I don't need to Tyler see the Heat Hero, I just think they just really match up well with the Bucks. Yeah, they do. Like how they kind of match up well with Boston and they get Boston dry. I just think they really match up well. They're just a tough ass team. Yeah. Man, a tough ass, gritty ass team. Knicks, this is. will make you work. I will say this basketball is better when the Knicks and the Lakers are good and irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I just think the buzz that those two organizations give to the league and give to the fans is huge. And then you have Sacramento, which we'll get to later, but I don't know. This is one of the three ones. I think this shit's over. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be shocked players. if because game five is tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks win to Cleveland and won. Really? I, I think, think this could be over more. five. I could see it happening. I mean, the Cavaliers, they they somehow managed to only put up 79 points in an actual NBA playoff game in the year of our Lord 2023. I didn't think that was possible. Like, I Yeah, it's pretty bad. Do that. So it's pretty bad. They could very well lay an egg in their last game. Um, it's very possible. But at the same time, they have so many weapons on that team. And defensively, like, like I said before, I mean, you can't teach tall, but you can't also unteach it. So regardless, those they'll have good defenders on that team. So it, it, they're just getting else? outplayed every position. Every position they're getting. Jared, like Mitchell Robbins is outplaying Jared Allen. No, seriously. And we need to I, I want to talk about that because it is specifically on the rebounding that is like where Cleveland is getting hurt the most is that Mitchell Robinson is putting on a box out master class. Like he's like eyeing Jared Allen, waiting for him to like lunge forward on defense, which why is your center trying to do closeouts on defense? I have no idea. Jared Allen needs to stop doing that because he's putting himself in a horrible position to get rebounds. Mitchell Robinson has noticed that take advantage of it. And is just absolutely obliterating. Jared Allen on the board to the point he had like five rebounds the other game. Like Jared Allen should not be getting less than 10 boards a game, even with Evan Mobley next to him. So Nixon five. Uh, I, I just want to like Josh Hart's the reason the Knicks are this good. That oh, might be he's... the most, the most big time deadline P pickup I've seen. Seeing everything play out throughout the deadline. He's the biggest X factor I've seen from the deadline, other than obviously Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. But I know how great of a defender Evan Mobley is, but like he needs to put on some muscle. I think that's gonna be his key this offseason. Cause even though he's... like he's a great defender, Julius Randle just pushes him around. As a as a player, he still has a long way to go, but he is yes. very young. He, he's yeah, yeah. So I think that's just what well, he needs to focus on the most because he's gonna struggle with guys like Julius Randle who want to get physical with you on the offensive end and back you down. I just think they the lights have gotten a little bit too bright. I mean, that, not a lot of people on this team have real playoff experience other than outside of Donovan Mitchell, like deep yeah. playoff experience, and they're playing it in the garden against the Knicks, one of the most crazy fan bases in the world. Yep. But I guess I'm, sh- I'm shocked, team. honestly. I knew the Knicks were good. I wanted to pick the Knicks, like I said in our predictions for the playoffs. I wanted to pick the Knicks, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to ride with Cleveland, and I thought the Cleveland Cavaliers could beat the Bucks, but I just don't know ball because the Knicks are up 3-1 and the Bucks are down 3-1. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's I, funny. Go Knicks. No, I'm happy. I'm glad I'm wrong because I wanted to see the Knicks do good. Right. With the playing tournament, it always makes things a little harder because I didn't even have the Bucks playing the Heat. I had the Bucks playing the Raptors. So I had the Bucks in four. I had the Celtics beating the Heat in five, though. So I didn't have the Heat going far. Who knows? In my universe, maybe the, the Heat upset the, the Celtics and then they probably upset the Sixers and then they. Wow. Are the Heat just destined for the conference no, finals wherever no. they go? Are they? God, if they, are they I reverse, really hope not. Are they reverse cursed? The Clippers are cursed to stay away. The, the Heat are cursed to only appear in the conference finals because 
it seems like it's shaping up to to be Jimmy Butler in the conference finals once again. I don't think that the Heat beat the Knicks. Not without Tyler they... Hero. No, I don't think uh, so. Either. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, they beat the. Okay, you know what? We're we're getting ahead of ourselves because there's still a game left to play. Who knows? Yeah, we can because I we were gonna get back into who could before. possibly come back and win down three one because this happened before, especially is recently. There, is there another series, or do we need to? Actually, no, because Hawks won that? game game five today, and they pushed to six. Yeah. Oh, but in my opinion. It is the Bucks. I do. They can win, but you're giving Jimmy Butler three games, one of them at the crib, to eliminate the Bucks. I it could. I just don't see the Bucks beating the Heat four straight, three or straight. three straight, three straight. I just don't see it happening. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be very. It really would be tough. Yeah. If it does. It's the only one out of because I think the Lakers series is over tomorrow. I think the Knicks could go into Cleveland and win tomorrow. If not, they're winning in six. Um, man, it's just everything's kind of going right for the Heat. They're shooting the ball really fucking well compared to the regular season, because that's why they were struggling really a lot is because of how bad their shooting was in the regular season. But fuck, I mean. I just don't see. I don't think any of these teams are going to come back. Think I think so? this is also. I nah. I think this is also a good thing, not a good thing. But I always was in the camp that Coach Bud was overrated, but he kind of just remained the Bucks head coach because they did win the chip that year. Yeah, I think. I mean, he was on a hot seat before that. So. Yeah, I think. My prediction: If the Bucks don't come back and they do lose to the Heat in the first round. Nick Nurse will be the coach for this team next year. I think Nick Nurse would be a lock to be the head coach of the Bucs next year. Hmm. I hate it. That's my prediction for if they do lose, because I do think they – I just don't – I think it's going to be really tough. Seems like a pretty logical fit. I hate Nick Nurse, so the Bucs makes just perfect sense. And the Bucs, they already have so many wings that Nick Nurse loves to use. And Giannis being like the ultimate two-way wing, that could that could be some very scary things drawn up in uh, Milwaukee. But uh, I I I I like you said, Corey. I struggle seeing Milwaukee winning three straight games with all the momentum in the Heat side. Oh, that's that that is going to be a tough ask, even with the best player on the planet. I just – it's just the coaching. I don't see Coach Bud out coaching Spolstra. No. And that's really what's been going on. Even with even with Giannis being hurt those games, I mean, Milwaukee still looks like they have the better top-to-bottom roster. I mean, easily. Even without Giannis, I mean, they that's the game they won. Without Giannis, just like Memphis, without John Morant, that's the game they won. They blew Miami out. But it's more so the adjustments defensively that Spolstra's doing. And mm-hmm. people on Miami are stepping up. I mean, obviously not the whole game, but timely buckets by Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin's a big reason why they won that game because of the threes he hit in the fourth quarter. And we're even seeing Duncan Robinson get some run. And Duncan Robinson shooting the ball good again. Like, yeah. 
but I, I think all these series are over. I don't think. I mean, so. I said the same. I, I could have before the pod. If we did this like a day ago, I would have probably said Boston's gonna go in home, go in and win Game Five at the crib against Atlanta. That didn't happen because Boston pretty much handed Atlanta that game. Um, mm-hmm. they should have easily put that to bed. They took their foot off the gas too early. But now they're in positions where Hawks have the momentum. DeJounte Murray comes back game six. It's in Atlanta. I wouldn't be shocked if this went seven back Boston's way. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I'd be a little, I I would be a little shocked, but I think they, Trey Young, pretty good with, with the momentum because momentum means everything. And I feel like, Kind of in all these series, Lakers, Miami, and the Knicks have all had the momentum. Ever since game one, when Miami walked into Milwaukee and they won game one, they've had the momentum in the series. And I just feel mm-hmm. like it just shifted back to Atlanta's way, getting DeJounte back, going back home. I I see a world where they push a seven, man. I, I definitely see a or, world. Yeah, it could happen. So. Now, know, if man. they go into Boston, I don't see them winning a game seven, but... I definitely see a world where they can push it that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably right. in TD Garden. That's a tough place to play. But at the same time, you push this very talented Boston team, who is probably top to bottom the most talented roster in the NBA, to six games. I'll give you a shot in game seven. Trey Young shoots a ridiculous amount of threes, and sometimes he makes almost all of them. Sometimes he make, misses most of, you know, sometimes he misses all of them, but he was making yeah, every big shot he needed to tonight. Yeah. When he's mm-hmm. locked in, I mean, seriously, he, him and Steph Curry are like up there with the most, those lethal players to have on your roster. So, I mean, he had 38 and 13. John Collins had 22. Bogdanovich had 18. Sadiq Bay, 12 off yeah. your bench. No, I, I mean, was, um, I was go ahead. Barrel. So I was doing, I was doing the barrel talk of the, the barrel part of barrel talk tonight during these games. So the I, I missed yeah. I missed the Trey Young show, but uh it it looks like it was just that was a master class. Jason Tatum had a bad game shooting the 20, ball. But like even 20, then 20. they we they gave that, the game away. I watched like oh, towards yeah. the end of that game. They they should have closed that out, but they gave the Atlanta Hawks multiple opportunities to come back in that game and win it. And that's what exactly what happened. Yep. Marcus Smart picked up a stupid tech, which led to Trey Young getting put on the line. Those free throws were water. Like, and then Trey Young closed the game out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I see a world. I can see a world where Hawks push a seven. Honestly, going back home, I feel like they got the momentum on their side now because I feel like. Boston kind of took it for lightly mm-hmm. because now they should have just, they should have just took care of business because now you're in a position to where you're going on the road again in tough environment. That crowd is going to be rejuvenated. So tough situation for Boston. I think this for Isaac and the Sixers, huge because it's huge great. for y'all because this is just more rest you give to Embiid. And I do, I do think Embiid's gonna. There, y'all ain't beating Boston unless Embiid plays that first half of the series. Y'all can't just oh Embiid's gonna rest the first two games, go down two zip, go back to Philly, try to win those two games. Like that just no. That, that against mm-hmm. Miami last year, it worked out. It didn't work. Yeah. Horribly. So 
So you need him fully ready to go. Not even full. Uh, you just need him on the court against yeah, Boston. Joel Embiid will be enough. But uh, according to what the experts have said, uh, he has an LCL sprain, which of the cruciate ligaments or the CLs, uh, this is the best one you would want to tear, bigger tear strain, whatever the case is, because um, it's the least impactful on your um, movement. And good. yeah, and honestly, he should be good to go. I, I have no access to his x-rays or his MRI or whatever, his medical information, obviously, but it, it based on the, the general body language of the team and what they've said and the fact that he's got all this time to rest. Should hope he'll be ready for game one. He should be. He should especially be. especially if they push it seven. Even I think even if they push it seven, it's still still mo- Monday. next Monday. May first yeah, will be the first Monday. game. Mm. Mm. Sixers don't play basketball again until May. It, uh, I love hey, it. That's nice. But it you guys nice. you guys went out there and took care of business. I mean you guys were supposed yeah, to. Credit. But this is going to show how much taking teams serious out of that plan and just any higher seed being able to take care of business and get that extra time off, especially somebody getting hurt on your guys' team like Joel Embiid is definitely in your guys' favor. And Boston fumbling around in game five at the crib, having to go back to Atlanta, like anything could happen now. Um. That would just, but, we need to do an emergency pod after game six. If, oh my god, if Boston, if it's a game seven, oh Connor, well, you know, Connor ain't showing up. I'm calling regardless, <laughs> we're doing it. Um, but now before we get into Denver and Suns preview, probably the most entertaining series by far has been Warriors Kings game five tomorrow. De'Aaron Fox is playing, he was it a broken index finger? Yeah, small fracture on the tip of his index finger. I I always assumed he was gonna play. I didn't think there was a world where he didn't play try to play through it. Yeah, I just think it's gonna seriously hinder him a little bit. Um, I mean, like it's on your shooting hand, do that, and you need that finger. Yeah. But going into this game tomorrow, we Draymond came off the bench last game, which I thought was good, in my opinion. Because we know how Jordan Poole plays on the starting lineup compared to on the bench. And I just think the flow and the spacing when the game he didn't play and we won convincingly pretty much, um, the spacing was a lot better. But when you have him come off the bench, I think that's just better all around. Just starting out the game better offensively with that same kind of spacing. And Kevon Looney's been huge for us. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm still on the narrative he's a top 10 center in the league. But that's just me. You're still on that? We, I'm still we, on like, that. Effectively disproved you. I wouldn't mm. take Jonas Valanciunas over Kevin. Um, no. But do you want to know why the Warriors' offense, defense, and overall team works better when Draymond Green comes off the bench? Here's my theory, at least. Because Draymond Green is a bench player. He, at, he's at that stage in his career, and he shouldn't start for the rest of his career. Matchups, maybe like a matchup thing here and there, but Jordan Poole, I think, is ready. Um, and it who needs who needs defense, right? When you've got all these um 
like lights out shooters that the defense can't account for. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is an elite defender himself, and so is Kevon Looney. Um, Clay is he's actually I, I we talked trash about Clay before, but his defense has actually improved a little bit. I feel I feel like he's especially getting, coming off the injuries throughout the season, yeah. it's gotten better and better. I feel like he's really improved on the defensive end. I think the Warriors' defensive unit would be able to hold its own without Draymond bogging them down because offensively, I mean, yeah, he sets screens and he passes the ball, but he he bogs like he's not a scoring threat. The defense can pretty much just play five on four and just let him do his thing and just let him shoot. So it's just Draymond did have some big defensive plays down the stretch. He stripped Sabonis when Sabonis was trying to drive to the basket, had a block on Sabonis. But even then, so we'll touch on the um because the Curry timeout, which led to this whole game going down to the last shot in general. He pretty much just came out, took full responsibility for it. Steve Kerr came out, took responsibility for it. And yeah. then Draymond Green took responsibility for it. And this shit just he, happens. Yeah, it like it There's was because of the challenge. Advantage. It just happens. It was because of the challenge. Yeah. That happened where they got their timeout taken away. But I mean the main drag on Sacramento, we have no answer for Fox. That's understood. No, no. no answer whatsoever. But it's like everybody else. Like Kevin Hurd. Sabonis ain't playing great. Yeah, like Sabonis Sabonis isn't playing great because of the defense Kevon yeah. Looney and Draymond yeah, yeah, Green are putting yeah, yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes wow. has been okay. Keegan Murray finally had a good game last game. Malik Monk uh, otherwise, though. It's just <sighs> This has been the best series to watch by far because all these games have been close. But in my personal opinion, I just think the mo- I just don't. I think the Warriors are going to win these next two. Yeah. I think yeah, they're um, going to win huh. Game Five hmm. tomorrow. Hmm. Wow, a little odd on Warriors fans saying that. that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I um, agree with you. That's the thing. <laughs> you, you, I think you guys should win tomorrow. It's just. I don't know. De'Aaron Fox just—he's not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, you guys are playing well. Is it? This one is in Sacramento. Okay, so the Warriors do have a pretty historically awful record at home or at away games this season for a. Like, Ooh, see, I could see like champion. a classic Warriors sell. But they kind of already did that, right? Yeah, a little bit, but so they're not. See, like Sabonis really walked like a forty-point triple-double. That's just not gonna happen. No, probably not. Probably not. It. But Draymond Green, a thirty-point double-double that happens. Thirty points. <laughs> now that yeah. that'll probably happen. But I don't. Sabonis just enough. isn't doing that against us. I just, it just, I've just come to the conclusion Sabonis maximum is giving them like twenty and thirteen. Yeah, he's scoring has never been his. His like strong suit like whatsoever. That's that's what I had. I, I originally had Warriors and I'm keep, I did, and I'm gonna keep it that way. You originally had Sacramento seven. Yes, I believe you. I love it. But uh, so we'll keep it that way. But yeah, Corey, I, I we joke that 
I I just don't I just don't know if I can see. Uh, I don't know if I can see. This is the most important game of the series tomorrow. So. Oh yeah. Because like Sacramento wins tomorrow, I just don't see them winning Game Six in Golden State. No, neither do I. And it will just come down to a game. Either six. way, I don't see them winning a, a Game Six in Golden State. It doesn't matter if it's no. Because it doesn't matter what the series yeah. is. I think the only way Sacramento wins the series is in seven. Yeah. I, I said it at Golden State is historically bad at home or away games. They're historically good at home, too. They always have that. So good luck winning a playoff game in that atmosphere. They only lost one game all playoff run last year. And it was game one of the NBA Finals to Boston. That's the only home they game they lost all last year. Oh, home game. I was going to say, they went 15-1. and one. Good Lord. No, that's the only home game they lost all okay. last year. I, was gonna say, I don't remember them sweep the, the West, but, um, man, that's, it's still a fun series. And the Kings, they have everything to be proud of. I mean, the fact that they got here alone is huge. Let alone is a three-seat. The series isn't over, though. It's it's not, but... It is not... Super mm-hmm. excited for tomorrow's game, honestly. That'll, that'll be excited. fun. Yeah, it'll be good. But now we can get into the second round series that is set in stone now. Denver and the Suns. Because the Suns did win 136-130. to 130. So it's going to be Denver and Suns in the second round. Mm, this was supposed this. to happen. This was. This was supposed to happen. This was supposed to happen. I did write that down. And what uh, I think I is going to happen. I'm going to take the Suns in seven. I think I originally had it in six or maybe even five if I was feeling a little bit crazy. Then you saw but, your bench do absolutely nothing out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw my coach turn into a really bad coach. I saw my bench turn into a really bad bench. I saw my point guard turn into a really bad point guard. I saw my center turn into a really bad rebounder. So I got a shooting guard who won't miss a shot and a the second best small forward of all time. This so, is what we got. Um, in my opinion, I think this is just gonna be I think this goes seven regardless. Either way, whoever wins yeah. it, I think it's gonna go seven. But Man, it's just tough because of how bad the bench is for Phoenix. And Denver doesn't have that great of a bench either, but I would take Denver's, Denver's bench. Oh, yes, I'm taking Oh, well over. Because I think – I just think they got more bodies to kind of guard Devin Booker compared to the Clippers. When it comes to KCP, uh, Bruce Brown, Christian Braun, they're obviously not going to stop Devin Booker. I think they got more bodies to throw at him. And I think Aaron Gordon's – a Difficult matchup for him just because Aaron Gordon's bigger nah. and stronger to keep up with him. But God, I I want to lean Denver. I don't. I don't. I think the, there it is. I there think the is. depth is just too much. I just because Kevin Durant. I don't even think it's the depth. I, minutes minutes played. Like I really don't Denver. even think it's going to be a depth issue. I th- I'm thinking it's more going to be like a we get a few off nights and we're not able to defend them whatsoever. Because I to think the point. it's because we are getting with Kawhi and PG out, we're kind of getting gifted a little bit on the defensive end. Like we still gave up one thirty 
tonight. What the fuck? Like, I think we're going to get a little bit exposed by Nikola Jokic and his fucking soldiers. So. In hindsight. I don't know. Because I, like you said, we're going to we're gonna play those guys 40, 40 plus, I don't know, 43 plus minutes a game, every game in that yeah. series. So at the end of the day, the bench isn't going to matter a whole fuck ton if the starters are playing like shit. Yeah. So we need people just to we need to talk. Oh, DeAndre Aiden, bro. You can, you can go ahead. I'm just over your fucking it's, soul. Uh, so this is the box score from you guys tonight. Kevin Durant played 44 minutes. He had 31, 6, and 4. Aiden played 35 minutes, had 21 and 11. Devin Booker played 41 minutes, had 47, 8, and 10. Chris Paul had 37 minutes, put up 15, 5, and 7. Durant and Booker, I mean, 47 and 31 from your two main guys. You guys only won by six to a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George list team. Like, what the fuck? And even all these games have been close. The Clippers, you guys haven't blown the Clippers out. No, not at all. Like, we, the, the our biggest win, I think, was by like 12, and it was like close until like three, two minutes left in the game. Yeah. And we kind of pulled ahead. So, and it was so it was close the entire game. We were going back and forth. I'm just worried about Ugh. your guys' defense and that depth. Um, and Denver's offense and the way they play at home, and they're going to have home court miles ahead of this Clippers team without Kawhi and PG. I think if the Clippers were healthy, they would have won this series. But that's that didn't happen. They weren't healthy. But I'm going to lean Denver. I think Jamal Murray's playing a lot better. I think he's really getting into his shit, especially he had a great game tonight, 35. He just had 40 a couple nights ago. Um and I don't think there's no answer for Jokic. He's going to do whatever he wants to do with Aiden. And it's going to take a big-time series from, like, Chris Paul or DeAndre Aiden if you guys want to win against Denver, who really best one of the best offenses in the league, best team at home in the league. They're going to have home court. Nothing's going to be easy for you guys. You guys can't even stop a Clippers team with no Paul George and Kawhi with Westbrook at the head of the snake and Norman Powell right. at the head of the snake. I have very little faith that you guys are going to do anything with Denver and their offense stopping them. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a great matchup, but I'm going to lean Denver. We do need one more guy to step up. Because you guys, they have more room for error for you guys compared to y'all. If Devin Booker doesn't drop 30, I I think y'all lose personally. Like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, like neither one of them have an off game where it's going to get ugly. I think Devin Booker will average north of 35 points a game in that series. He should. He should. I mean, I'm I think I'm if I was to guess, I think he averaged north of 35 in this series, to be honest. Probably. Well, he had to be close to it. So but I'm gonna, gonna go get, you know he's gonna get his shots. I'm gonna go Denver in seven. I think it could be. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Denver in seven. That's my prediction. I just think I just think Denver gonna be a little too much for Phoenix this year. And I think Phoenix could be a lot better next year. I think we swept and the one them last thing time I, we played him. Yeah, with no Murray. Yeah, but till he till he come in here and drop me forty. I almost stop. Stop. He will though. That's the thing. Yeah, Chris I know. Sticking oh, I know. Nah, hey, if we got if we got book on him, see. One of nah, the things that you no, brought no. up. No, I was going to talk about Monty Williams. 
Okay, go ahead, please. Because I think him and Coach Bud, just bringing up Milwaukee again, have been severely outcoached. There is no, like, obviously, you guys' depth is bad. Yes, I understand that. This is the Clippers team. No Kawhi. No PG. Westbrook picked up from the deadline. And they are hanging with y'all in every game. If they had one of the of Kawhi or PG, this series is not over in five games. Yeah. Like, you guys, and it's... It's just more so I'm tipping my head off to Ty Lue. I mean, he, I think it's him and Spolstra, top two coaches in the league when it comes to just everything all around. Like, he's out coaching Monty Williams. And at this point in time, Monty Williams obviously doesn't have the deepest roster, but has the more talented one. And Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that's why they won the series. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with what Monty Williams was doing coaching. No. Nothing. And like I said, if Clippers were healthy, I think I think it would have got ugly. I think if it was just Kawhi Leonard healthy, I think it should this series wouldn't be over if Kawhi Leonard was playing. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my prediction. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Denver in seven. Give me my Phoenix Suns in seven games. I'm sticking to my guns. And I'm staying with the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. Six. 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 A little more confident. Okay. I am a little more confident because I don't. This is a known Jokic hater, by the way. Good man. Good man. I don't don't trust Denver's defense. Um, I think um, Denver's depth is non existent. Like Phoenix, yeah, they don't have a great bench. Like you say, like, oh, I would confidently take Denver's bench. It's not much, it's not confident, man. This bench is bad. Bruce Brown's solid. Okay. And for some reason, Jeff Green explodes for like 30 points, but I don't know if he'll do that in playoffs anymore. He's, he got drafted by the Seattle Supersonics. He's old. How much better is Bruce Brown than campaign? Better. I know, but how much better? Not that good much. Good amount better. better. No, good amount? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But uh, honestly, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown is a super campaign like he, Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell Pope rotate in and out of the starting lineup, and tonight Bruce Brown played more than minutes than Contavious Caldwell Pope. So, man, I ain't never been worried about KCP. Exactly, never he, will be. He played twenty six minutes for them tonight. He, I have seen it, Christian Braun give them good minutes off the bench, though. Yeah, even though so, even though he's young, I've seen good minutes out of him. But it's more so Bruce Brown that can come in and be able to imagine, guard Booker and Durant, in my opinion. Yeah, until he looks imagine, over and sees Kevin Durant. Imagine he's, like, oh. he's, imagine what he's gonna do when Kevin Booker calls for an ISO against him, and he's got Nikola Jokic backing him up. He's gonna, oh, God, Kevin Durant is gonna do horrible things to those perimeter defenders on that team, and that's for that reason. I have the Suns in six. I just offensively, I think Jokic is going to pick the Suns apart. That's what mm-hmm. he does best. But Respect. I, I just, I just don't know if he'll be able to do enough because he's, he's going to have. And the Suns are they are no slouch defensively either. So yeah, I, I, Suns in six. 
I like so, it. So final final answer. Wrapping everything up. Uh at this moment right now, who is the favorite to win the chip? In your guys' opinion. Fuck, oh, dude. Oof. My Philadelphia 76ers. I think. As much as I want to say Philly and stick with my pick, I don't know. Because them, them, them boys in New York, boy, them boys in New York hooping. Don't. No. Mm, them boys in New York hooping. Are you really about to take the New York Knickerbockers? You are over? a madman. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say like, If everything all plays out perfectly, the Knicks and Heat meet in the second round. Knicks I want you to put $10 on it right now. Right now? Put 10 on it? Then yes. the Knicks will what? Win the chip? Yep. Or just win the East. I don't give a fuck. Or just win, the, win anything. Win anything. Put any money on the Wick Knicks doing something. Wow, like they could beat Boston. Like they could like a case of do. <laughs> a case of a case of diet too. I'll put I would mm, see no, I'ma sleep on it. Right, I'ma sleep on it, right? I'm gonna watch game five tomorrow. They win game five tomorrow. I'm putting twenty that they win the East. Wow. Not saying they go win the finals. But I think they no. I think Midwalkie. See, okay, here's my reasoning for this. Hey, Midwalkie. I think I think Midwalkie is just the <laughs> horrific matchup for a lot of the teams in the East. I think they give the Sixers problems in the seven game series, and I think they would beat the Knicks in the seven game series. But it's the fact that Midwalkie is probably gonna lose to the Heat. And they're out of the situation. And then you have the Knicks versus the Heat. And I'm like, wow, I favor Knicks there, right? And then I'm like, okay, now I I can see the Knicks being able to beat Boston or beat the Sixers. But like, it's just the taking the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis out of the factor, thanks to Jimmy Butler and the Heat, changes legit everything about this Eastern Conference. Because yeah. it was more so people wanted to duck and not have to play Milwaukee in the second round. But now they're like, fuck. We're playing. The Knicks are probably going to beat the Cavs in the seven, in five, six games. Now they're looking at, we got to play Jimmy Butler. No Tyler Hero. Knicks are great defensively. I, they probably like that matchup rather than playing Milwaukee. Oh, well, yeah. And then you get your pickings of Celtics, possibly Celtics or Sixers, depending on how far Atlanta takes that series. Should still be Celtics, but I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm going to pick the Knicks to win the finals, but I would love if the Knicks went to, like, CF, took somebody tough-ass, tough-ass six, seven games. MSG's fucking going crazy. I'm looking in the morning. Stephen A. Smith is on first day going crazy. No. Okay, seeing Stephen A happy to let it rain would be that would be cool. But, it would be funny just for New York, like New York. Philly would burn down if the Sixers won a title. Let's be clear, that city would no longer exist. Nah, it would, bro. They shut yes. down. They shut down blocks in New York after winning Game Four. They 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 grease poles after wild card victories in Philly. 
so that people can't climb them, man. They do it. The only fan base I would hate to see win a chip is probably Memphis. <laughs> Fair. I it's not even that. the fan base of Memphis. It would be Dylan Brooks. That's the one part I just wouldn't want to see win the ring. The Toronto Raptors deserve nothing. So I hope they yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's who I would pick. My pick. God, my but, pick to <sighs> Yeah. I the most confident team though for me. Is my Phoenix Suns. I love Confidence this wicked. Denver. Confidence wicked. I I need to see some other teams come out of the West first before sorry, I'm scared. I I I don't think Denver I think Denver is a very good matchup for Phoenix. Like so if, the, if Phoenix Denver, is still your favorite? Yeah. If Denver were to be matched up against a team like uh the Lakers, maybe, I would probably take Denver. I would definitely take Denver, actually. Um, but I I like the Suns in this matchup, and I like who comes out against the West. And I don't know, the East looking as chaotic as it is and all those injuries, the Suns right now, as crazy as it is, they have the healthiest team. Yeah. Had, and know, the Warriors. the Warriors. Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers, though, they have AD. So that's. The Sussex are healthy. Knicks are healthy. Cavs are healthy. The only hurt teams are Memphis. The Suns have one of the healthiest teams. So that's a huge factor. Um, And I don't know, man. Those Celtics, they they don't have any momentum in that series. And they don't match up well against those Sixers in the second round either. And Mm -hmm. the Sixers already going to have a week and a half of rest. Mm-hmm. So, I love the, I love the Sixers coming out of the East right now, especially with Milwaukee situation. Yeah, it, if and it's, so and like and just having this rest over Boston is going to be great. I think if there's ever going to be a year, if there's ever going to be one, it's, your window is open year. right now, buddy. This and it's better fucking match. jump this out of it. it. Oh my it, god, unless... I've never seen a more open window in my life for any Eastern Conference team, unless they get Dane. Boy. Man, that's a conversation for another day. That is a you conversation for another day. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different. I'm going New York, man. Listen. Give me New that's York your to the finals. Give me New York to the finals. I, I just think, I think they got the easiest road out of everybody. You're looking at, okay, you're looking at Denver Suns. Way harder road for either team than playing Miami. Just series isn't over, but let's say Miami wins. They're up 3-1, right? And say the Knicks win. They're up 3-1. They're my favorite. They have the easiest road to get to the conference finals. Out of all the other brackets, Warriors would have to play Lakers or Kings would have to play the Lakers, right? Um, Boston and Philly go have to match up. That's harder than playing Miami. So I, I, they have the easiest road to get to the conference finals. Out of all the other brackets that they would that are out there, in my opinion, I, I don't think I'm wrong with that. Well, well, here's the good thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You play the best team in the conference finals. So. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't see I, the Knicks beating the Sixers. I, this is just a or the Celtics. I, I, would, I, I just want to see New York. Celtics. I just want to see the city of New York get shut down because I mean, it, it, and you make me sound like a New York hater. I like, I love New York. Oh, I love, love New Knicks. York. 
Love New York. I no, love, big, I love the Knicks. big Jalen Brunson guy over here. Four season top ten point guard. I said <laughs> Me that. Not really. I said that. Big yeah. RJ Barrett guy, big Emmanuel quickly guy. No, I'm out on RJ. I'm not. Mm. I can't. But no, I love the Knicks and big Tobias Harris guy. Tobias he didn't Harris. call back. He didn't Is call it? back in the series. He was no, he's, balling. He's, hey, he's earning every penny of that $180 million. I, I say we got an extension. Guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Jamal Murray. He's big Jamal Murray. Playoff guy. Jamal Murray is, is so much fun. Playoff Jamal Murray has the playoff Jimmy Butler aspect, too. I mean, he just turns it up. 35 points tonight, uh, 50% shooting, over 50% shooting, and five assists. He's pretty much the shooting guard on that team. So, because Jokic nah. is their point guard. My my favorite still, I pretty much still have the same thing, Warriors and Sixers in the finals. As Warriors. much as I would absolutely love to see New York in the finals. Is, the city of New York. Oh, I would love it. It would be insane. Stephen nah, A. Smith. It was, it was, it was, always, it was always Lakers versus Knicks in the finals. It was always Lakers-Knicks in the finals. What the that, fuck? That Sixers Knicks Eastern Conference Finals is gonna hit so different though. That might be the most boring series conference finals I've ever watched though. Fourth quarter, eighties, nah. one minute to go. Yeah, but you're gonna have guys throwing haymakers. Joel Embiid has taken forty free throws, and he's he's torn every single ligament in his entire leg. You know, and he's still somehow walking. Still, you know, he's hobbling, shooting those one-legged fadeaways. James Harden is still passing him the ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's that series would be an absolute bloodbath. I love it. Every time Philly and uh, the Knicks play each other, it always, it always end up being a decent game. The NBA but is that's... like they're in shambles at that right now. <laughs> Watch Milwaukee be down three one. Yeah. Oh no. my god. No, they're that's that's nah. their boy. They're gonna they get their him. get back when it's Warriors and Lakers in the second round. And it's Curry versus LeBron. Might be the most most watched second round series ever. It's gonna be up there yeah, for sure. That's gonna be ridiculous. We'll... But Warriors still gotta win the series. Lakers, I'm pretty sure go win. But yeah, they should. Yeah, I hope so. Man, really hoping hope the Kings so. pull it out. We'll see. That we'll see tomorrow. Perfect. The war the, the league. What time what time y'all play tomorrow? For the night game, play nine. Night game. Gotcha. Oh yeah, this is the second. Yeah, oh, it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it won't matter. Uh-huh. Okay. Makes sense. You guys want to wrap it up there? Yeah, man. Fuck yep. y'all. Seems like a good place. <laughs> yep. Thank you guys for tuning into the Barrel Talk podcast. Hope you see you in the future episodes.